is there a problem, officer? Yes, you've gotten a noise complaint. Hey, this is Isia. Thanks for listening to Noise Complaint. CITR's music department manager, Miles Black, hosts artists at CITR Studios every week. On Noise Complaint, we expose listeners to artists from Vancouver they might have not heard about before. This week's episode is especially good for that. In late 2018, Kathy Schultz visited the station to play a live set in studio with Miles Black. Kathy is 19, uses she-they pronouns, and plays guitar with her whole heart. She plays powerful, queer, trans, gender non-conforming anthems. She and Miles talk about the struggle to be yourself on stage and in life, trying to feel beautiful, rewriting high school songs, and just generally being an angel. We would like to acknowledge that CITR is located on the unceded, traditional, and ancestral territories of the Musqueam people. We are uninvited guests, and we keep this in mind in all the work that we do. Hey everybody, this is CITR 101.9 FM. You're listening to Chaotic Music Meetings, situated as always on the traditional, unceded territory of the Musqueam people. Um... I feel really great about this episode because we have uh, another guest, Kathy Schultz, who's live in the studio. Hi. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> it's great to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, and uh, Kathy brought her tiny amp and her uh, rented guitar, <laughs> and uh, it sounds really great. Why don't I just play a song and we can recover from uh, my <laughs> bumbling? <laughs> sure. Got any ideas? Or, like, I've got ideas if you... Oh, have you got one you want to play? Well, um, I mean, it's not, I'm not... I don't know, like, how related it is to, like, my music other than just it's a song that I really, really like by a band I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, And it's, like, I'll play it for uh, friends and, like, strangers whenever I get a chance. Um, it's How Simple by Hop Along. The music video is fantastic.
That was Hop Along, How Simple, uh, picked by Kathy Schultz here live in the studio. Um, why? Uh, what made you think of that song, or why did you pick that? Um, I just really like Hop Along. I love how like weird they are, and it's it's a really interesting. Like you should totally, uh, if you liked the song, you should totally like listen to the video or listen, watch the video because it's like it's the lead singer of Hop Along, Francis Quinlan, like singing and dancing in her own house, and it's mm. like completely black, but there's like a spotlight on her, and it's just she's just being like completely herself and like kind of dorky, but I I love it, mm. and I don't know, it's just kind of like a. Uh, the lyrics also really resonate with me because I sort of went through a, I mean, a, a, like a, a breakup and then getting back together within the past few months, and so like there was a point where I was really feeling those lyrics in the chorus. Don't worry, we will, we, we will both find out, just not together. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know, like and, and it starts with like, um, um, I suppose um, uh, one who hasn't seen earlier f- fames could say, "I'm advancing up this road. I'm advancing." That's kind of been a mood in my life for the past little while is just gradual increase and not not being sure if I can really give myself permission to say I'm advancing or mo- growing in any way, but a sense that I am. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like one of my favorite songs right now. Yeah. I love a video like that where, like, you can tell it's so personal to them. Like, so often I see a band make a video for the first time and they get kind of, like, taken over by the studio aspect mm, of it. Yeah. And it looks like they're... They're clearly like playing and like <laughs> having fun somewhere that they've never been, or like <laughs> doing things that they're like nervous about. No, totally. Especially if it's like a high budget video where they're like they're like I don't know, breaking stuff or yeah. like there's some kind of weird Rube Goldberg machine going on, and it's like it's it's really cool, but like it doesn't really tell you anything about the band, or right? The people. It's not so personal. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like personal stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of your music and oh. your songwriting, and I'm thrilled to have you in here. So thanks again for like coming all the way out to UBC. I am honored to be here, and it it's such a good feeling knowing that like anybody wants to have me like on their radio show. Like I still can't quite wrap my head around that, and the fact that I'm here. Um, but th- yeah, thank you for a little context. Um, you're you're new. Well, not totally new to performing, but. Um, you keep telling me that you're like you are ad- advancing or you're you're starting to play more. Yeah. Um how does that feel? How's that going for you? It's it's scary, but it it gets a little bit easier each time, which mm-hmm. I think is it, it's sort of the correct answer, but it's also true that like um like as somebody who's like quite socially anxious and and you know kind of has 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 suffered greatly from like depression in, in the past uh, I, I, as, as I was saying to you earlier it's kind of like a snowball effect where like I started really slow and really scared and really kind of halting in my attempts to perform and each time I do it when I get more validation it becomes a little bit easier to like schedule the next show mm-hmm. um, and like especially the fact that there have been people who have been like hey I want to do a show with you and, and like I didn't have to like force it to happen has been like great like validation like like this is okay um mm. so it's it's um but it's but it's it's so it's exciting because it's like wow I'm putting my music out here and expressing myself and people are liking it but it's also really scary because I'm kind of walking into uncharted territory and I'm always doing that be, you know the 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 more I, I 
expand my audience, the more people I have to expose myself to who might hate what I'm doing. Mm. And, you know, I, I haven't had like an awful crowd yet, but also I mostly just play in people's basements and stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a time. That's all I can say is it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a time. Yeah. I mean, I really appreciate any artist who is willing to make themselves vulnerable in front of people. I think that in and of, uh, in and of itself is like such an act of bravery um, to be expressive um, in front of a crowd. And I think that matters like that. I, I often feel like there's a lot of bands trying to make it in the city and I feel like if you're if you're playing in front of people you've made it like that's what making it is is you you got there I really want to believe that um and that's sort of what people have been telling me but it's kind of hard to give myself permission to say I've like made it so I kind of want to hold off on on that although like you know being on the radio is kind of a great like landmark um but yeah totally I, I feel like it's really really scary being yourself on stage and like being vulnerable and personal but also it's like the more you invest the more you get in in return like i Mm. I see a lot of bands playing where like the maybe the songwriting is kind of personal but i don't see a lot of vulnerability or a lot of the individual people um in it and like it can be cool to just like bop to a to a catchy song that's about like a topic that we can like all relate to but I've I've always been like, well, where's my where's my song about like gender dysphoria or 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 about like doubting yourself or mm-hmm. I don't know whatever else I write about. Um, so I feel like I, I've recognized from pretty early on that even though it's scary, like you gotta be personal, you gotta be yourself on stage because that's what people respond to, and especially like I've I was I was just saying this before we started. Um, before we went live, like I've never had any success being anything other than myself. Like I've mm-hmm. tried, and it's funny because I, I like I've acted and stuff, and I love acting, and it's, I don't struggle with that. But like in real life, it's just so hard to be inauthentic, and I've never I've, I've never succeeded at, at that. And people have always I've just kind of been this weird dorky person, and so it's kind of like I've I've had to accept like you got to you know take it or take it or leave it. Like people who you know, some, some, when I'm with the right people, they like me and that's, that's, that's what matters. And I got to kind of just ignore everything else. Mm. That's Uh, such an interesting way to put it because like it, it is so hard to be anything but yourself, but mm -hmm. it also is incredibly hard to be yourself in front of people. Well, because, because it's like, there, there is this immense pressure to not be yourself. And like speaking personally as like a trans person, I feel an enormous pressure to not be myself, like specifically to not be like a trans woman mm-hmm. because the, it's it's a it's a niche in society that we're having to carve out for ourselves. And you know, like the only people who are really giving me permission to be trans are other like trans people, you know? Right. So it's like um obviously there are some like great like cis allies. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I just mean like it's not like when people like when you if you're a kid and you want to and you're thinking like, oh, when I grow up, like I want to be a firefighter or whatever. I want to be an astronaut. Like you have role models for that. You've, you see people on TV who do that. Like as a kid, I didn't know what the word transgender meant. I had like I had no inkling that that was the thing. It wasn't until I got older that I sort of learned about that. And even then, it wasn't like something I was ever taught about in school. It was something that I saw at first being reported in the media as kind of like a novelty or like a weird thing and it's become more normalized now but I, I, I guess 
my point is like if you don't have the role just set out for you, it's extra scary um, mm-hmm. because you kind of have to invent it as you go along. Well, and for that reason, like I would want to thank you again for being here and just expressing your trans identity <laughs> because it's so hard to get there. I mean, not that I know personally, but like I appreciate your bravery. Well, thank you. And I think it matters to people that to hear uh, like other trans people expressing themselves. I, I think also just like, but it's also part of just like being queer or being like being marginalized in any way and and expressing yourself is 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 difficult and so like i wouldn't say that like it's like people will often say like well you know i'm not gonna pretend i understand what it's like or exactly what it's like because i'm not trans and like it's good that people recognize that like you can't have exactly somebody else's experience but i I, you know i I think we're sort of on the same page with a lot of stuff because we talked about like being what being like uh like LGBT and like depressed and anxious and mm-hmm. and stuff. So I I feel like you've, you you sort of understood kind of what I'm what I'm getting at. Um, but yeah, I uh, I have um I was thinking of maybe playing uh, one of my songs. Um, and it's <laughs> um and it's 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 one of the ones that uh that is about sort of at least partly about explicitly about being trans and is kind of like about like putting myself out there uh, and, and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a go. Um, uh, as Miles mentioned, I have this cute little battery-powered amp. Uh, I'm not sure how much I believe in it, but... Oh, that sounds good. Uh, what's the name of the amp again? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so cute. Okay, so it's, it belongs to my partner, and I'm borrowing it just just for a little while. Uh, it, it, it's, it's called Pig Nose, and both the O and in the nose of pig nose and like the dial that you use to turn it on and turn up the volume are like a pig nose with it's the two really big cute. nostrils and it's really <laughs> cute and it's got like a little handle to carry it um and it runs on six double a batteries <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> so uh yeah i'm gonna play uh it's abbreviated on this little card i have here is j tooth <laughs> but this stands for just the one of us um i'm nervous but i'm I'm just going to go ahead and do it. first met you was in early September and I know you won't but baby I remember you were beautiful and you would never notice me and then you did and then a long time passed the years went by like we were counting too fast we were still farther apart than continents could ever be and now I see And now I know that you will never hear me saying hello or see me waving another goodbye to the just the one of us who's never had to hide. And that used to bother me, but now I am through with letting my whole universe revolve around you. Just the one of us who's never needed pride. 
But at least I tried I've got a dress in my bag And a door in my face And they say that the closet's such a terrible place But the light's on in here And out there it's the middle of the night But my hand's on the handle I'm done living in fear Of what I see when I look in the mirror Just the one of us Ugly and alone in the light Well maybe you're right But you should know That you will never hear me saying hello Or see me waving my thousandth goodbye To the just the one of us Who's never had to hide And that used to bother me But now I'm through Letting my whole universe revolve around you Just the one of us who's never needed pride And oh, imagine the bench on which I'm sitting alone Oh, no, you're an hour late and you won't pick up the phone No, I guess that leaves just the one of us who cares it all about me But my hand's on the handle and I'm ready to leave The day I first met you, I knew it was love Your hair was long and your voice was soft And you were beautiful, something I could never be And then I was, although you weren't aware And I thought that maybe you would finally care But I was still just one of a million fish in the sea And now I believe that you should know That you will never hear me saying hello See me waving another goodbye to the just the one of us who's never had to hide. And that used to bother me, but now I'm through letting my whole universe revolve around you. Just the one of us who's never needed pride. Yeah, you will never hear me saying hello. See me waving another goodbye to the just the one of us who's never had to hide. And that used to bother me, but now I'm through with letting my whole universe revolve around you. Just the one of us who's never needed pride. But at least I tried. You're listening to Noise Complaint from CITR 101.9 FM and Discorder Magazine. Who are like um, some of your big influences for playing guitar? Like who did you listen to and how did you figure out your style? Okay. Um, and that was a big question. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all good. It's been a lot of uh, different people. Like I actually started playing piano um, and I uh, like, like 
when I was like eight or something. And for that, my style was really influenced by like Elton John mm. and his particular like sensibility. But I didn't bring like a keyboard or anything. Like most of the shows I've done, I actually no, I think all of them. I'm just unless like I'm backing somebody else up, I've just done guitar. Um, I th- like when I was in high school and I started playing guitar, I covered like a lot of like Neil Young, um, and I. I would co- cover like whatever else I sort of had in my head. Like my my dad really liked like Crowded House, so I cr- covered some Crowded House songs. And basically, I don't know that it's really been like a, one person. Like I, I guess I've just been like, well, you know, anybody can learn to play a guitar. Like you know, have you seen that mm-hmm. diagram? That's like here's a chord, here's another chord, here's the third chord. Now go out and start a band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's sort of been my attitude towards it. Is like, well, if I can play power chords uh, and I can play those power chords really fast and like sometimes palm mute them and then mm-hmm. I can feed that into an amp, that's rock music. Yeah. Um. So, I, I guess my I guess my guitar playing is is more like it's influenced by just you know how young punks who don't know what they're doing play guitar yeah totally Um, like uh i I remember one of the first songs i learned when i was picking up guitar was when i come around by green day (laughs) and i still play that but that's got some great like power chords in it and i was that was i think i was after i learned that i was like oh okay i can do power chords i can do whatever power chords i want Mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know uh (laughs) i don't know if that answers the question totally that was great (laughs) yeah i it's. I feel like, um, well, it's, it's emotional for me to hear your songs. Like it's it's, you're every once in a while you hit on something that I like really relate to or that like really seems to like hit deep. <laughs> um, like um, yeah, the lines in that song about like, um, not feeling beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very like. Whew, I just it takes me right back to high school, like being like fourteen and um, seeing people and having a conception of beauty that was totally beyond myself. Yeah, um, it's it's funny actually. Most of my songs I like started writing them in high school, and that one I started as I was telling you, I started it in like grade nine, and it was completely di- like it had the same chord progression but it was originally on piano and it was completely different because it was like an unrequited love kind of song mm. that sort of demonstrated how little like self-respect i had because mm. i was t- i was i was it was i was singing about this boy i had a crush on who i'm not going to say who it is because i don't want that on the radio but i think most of my people have been going to my shows for a while know who it is because i've probably like dr- no not just probably i know i've like drunkenly said who it is but um it was just somebody i was going to school with and um <laughs> Like, I remember I, I was in, I, like, my first ever class in high school was, like, um, boys PE, uh, which was not something I ever want to do again. Boys <laughs> PE is just awful, yeah, no, especially if you're not a boy. Um, but there was this this kid who had, like, this long blonde hair and was showed up late for class, and they were they were really beautiful. And this was just around the time where I was noticing that there were, like, sort of androgynous people and, like, androgynous guys and mm. sort of realizing... Like I was sort of, I was sort of coming out to myself as realizing that I'm not, I wasn't straight, which is weird actually. Because now, now that I've gotten older and like the guys around me have gotten older, I've realized that I'm, I'm not sure I really am attracted to guys. But at the time, I was very, very into boys, and I was into this boy in particular. And it was weird because it was like when I saw him, I was like, "Is that what? What is that girl doing here? Like, why is she? Why is she in boys' PE?" And it like mm-hmm. everybody was so confused because he was so soft. 
just everything about him was so soft. And I was like, I want to be like that. I want to be that soft and beautiful and delicate. And I could, and I just couldn't ever imagine doing that. Mm. And I now I now I feel like I I, I do sort of embody. Uh, I guess I, I try to embody some my own interpretation of femininity, and mm. I and and try to feel beautiful in my own way. And and so, yeah, it, yeah, it, it is very much based on those like really intense emotions in high school and like feeling like your whole world like revolves around this person and whether they like you and and then stepping back because because what it was it was completely different and then I dropped it like for a few years and then I picked it back up around the time that I was realizing that I was trans and trying to figure that out and I wanted to kind of make it like an like an anthem about like independence and not centering your universe around other people and and realizing that you're good in your your own right and you know and and you don't need this person who's never gonna love you back and etc etc and then also i was like hmm, can i can i like work in some stuff about being trans in there so i wrote the second verse about like being trans and being like afraid of coming out but realizing that you have to do it mm. um so i don't know yeah it's it's um it's it's a, like most of my songs it's one that i've poured like a lot of intense emotion into and so it makes me so happy when people say that it like makes them feel things or mm. like that they emotionally respond to it or that it resonates with them because like that's the goal that mm-hmm. was that was what i was trying to do so yeah and it's interesting to rewrite a song that you wrote years before oh yeah and, and to I, look back at that part of your life yeah well but if, if that's kind of the thing is that like it's it's for me the song is almost like about the song that i that it used to be kind of um yeah, it's it's it is it is it is weird. Um, I don't know if I mean like there are some other songs that I wrote in high school that I have kind of tweaked, but there's nothing that I have where I wrote it or tried to write it and then I just put it down and didn't really do anything to it and then completely rewrote it like that one. That was that was, that was kind of unique. So hmm. yeah, it was a it's it's a weird experience, especially because like I still remember the old lyrics and one time I was at. I was playing a show with a matador. I can't remember which one. Uh, and I was really nervous and I started spouting out the old lyrics and everybody was really confused and I had to stop and be like, okay, I'm going to explain what happened here. Mm. This, I actually started writing this song in like grade nine and it used to be a completely different song. And I guess I was just so anxious that I just somehow reverted to the old It just song. came out. Yeah, it was, so that was, that was weird because that's only happened once when I played it live. Um, I hope it never happens again. Mm. <laughs> but uh, if, if it does, I can, I can explain it. So. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of a way to like just sort of open the song up and talk about what happened, like talk about the song and what it means to you. Yeah, like I love okay, like I love talking about my songs, but I'm also kind of wary of doing it too much because I don't want to come across as like self-obsessed or like I think I'm like like I'm wary of embodying this position of like being an artist explaining my work mm. because that feels like something I haven't earned yet. But at the same time, it does bring me joy, and I am approaching mm-hmm. what I do as like an artist. Like I, I do it intentionally, and it's a, it's a performance that I'm. I'm really glad that, like when I do get the opportunity, like when it just comes up naturally for me to talk about like where the songs came from and how they evolved, because it's it's it has been a weird process, and like mm-hmm. because of how sort of depressed I've been for a, a lot of the last few years, and how much I've doubted myself, the songs of all my songs have like evolved really slowly because I've been so reluctant to like play them live and I've been so reluctant to be like okay it's done it's it's perfect now because of course nothing's perfect and mm-hmm. I'm really good at picking apart things I do and being and saying giving like 50 reasons why it sucks mm-hmm. so yeah yeah no it's so easy to fall into that hole of like just 
negativity mm-hmm. in yourself and self-doubt. Because it, it can be, it's like almost like like beating up on yourself. It's like a it's like a skill, and you can almost in a perverse way feel proud of how good you get at it. Mm. And and it's been really hard to accept that. Like, yeah, I know that you're re- like from like me at me. Like, yeah, I know that you're like really good at making yourself feel like shit and believing that you're, um, like you know, worthless and stuff. But like, it's not getting you anywhere. It's not making you happy and. Like, I don't want to, I don't know, uh, this is kind of a heavy, um, I'm going to, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but just, you know, if you're, um, just content warning for just brief mention of suicide, if you want to tune away for just like 30 seconds and then come back, that's okay. Mm. Uh, But like, I, you know, I was, um, for a, a long period of time, I was really suicidal, like all the time. And what I realized basically was not only did I not have it in me to do it, but I didn't want to die. I wanted to keep living. And so when you're really depressed and you're not sure if you're going to make it through the year and stuff, you, your life t- kind of just goes on hold. And so I had this experience of my life being on hold like that for like two plus years. And it was, and it, and so kind of what's been happening the last few months is realizing like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. Like mm. I know I used to really, be like okay like that's it i'm gone like i'm not here anymore but like i'm not going anywhere i'm here to stay and so if i'm gonna do that then my only option is to live and Mm -hmm. and do what i want to do i almost feel like i want to have a disclaimer that like no i don't have the presumption to believe that i'm like worth anything but like i just i don't know this is what i'm this is what i'm doing here on Mm -hmm. on this earth and i i'm i gotta do something yeah i thought a lot about that when i was working in construction because I kind of figured out in my early 20s that I have uh, self-destructive tendencies. Mm, big mood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I think a lot of the men that I knew working in construction had similar tendencies where they were just sort of like taking unnecessary risks and putting their bodies in danger and just being really generally hard on themselves. And I think part of it was that they just they felt that that was deserved or felt like that was what was needed to like make them into better people. Oh yeah, that's like definitely like there's this there there for for a long time I've had this sort of feeling that like yeah for me like denying myself hurting myself that's like righteous that's like right. that's like something that I, I gain some kind of merit by doing and you know what no I don't actually like you don't you hurting yourself what I've realized the really if it has any. Other than the direct effect of it hurting you, it hurts other people around you because it shows mm. them that you think that's an okay thing to do to yourself. And no matter how much you talk the talk of like, like I don't want to, I don't want to guilt people who have self-destructive tendencies because it's really, really hard to turn that off. And like for me, it's taken like a lot of like therapy and growing as a person. But you know, that's that was kind of a major turning point for me is realizing that like I'm. I'm constantly, like, beating up on myself, and I have these other friends who are, like, mentally ill, too, and constantly beating up on themselves, and no matter how much I tell them, like, I love you, and you're good, and you're worth it, and you don't need to hurt yourself like this, as long as they can see me hurting myself like that, they're going to keep doing it. Right. Um, So, Mm. yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 It's been a weird thing to, like, accept, and it still doesn't feel like I exactly fully accept that I'm, like, good and, like, worth of like self-respect and stuff but it's just kind of been like a, the conclusion that I've come to that things aren't really going to get any better unless I do that so mm. I'm, I'm I'm just doing it and uh, I 
it's 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 a weird position to be in because I'm still depressed, I'm still anxious, but I'm but I'm I'm just doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to live. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's it's really hard to to maintain that state of like motivation of like just trying to like work as hard as you can mm-hmm. to, to do good and to be a good person despite everything happening around you. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know what the, the great thing is that it, it it's also reinforcing. Like for me, like a big another sort of big change in my life has been going from like a really really like introverted kid who kind of hid myself away and w- would only interact with like one person at a time sometimes just one person for for years mm. um which is kind of unhealthy um to somebody who who I try to put myself out there as much as possible now and I'm basically like I think of myself as like a social butterfly and I want to be I almost feel like I want to be, if this isn't too, like, extra to say, like, an angel in other people's lives. Like, I love, mm-hmm. like, swooping in and, like, making things better just for, like, a little while. Like, I just – just yesterday in, like, the like a group chat I'm in with my friends, I was like, hey, just so you know, I've probably said something almost exactly this effect before. But if anybody needs a hug ever, please message me because even if, like, maybe I won't be available, but there's a good chance I'll be available and I will come and I will hug you wherever mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. And that feels so good to, like, like I, I don't expect that of everybody, but it feels so good to do myself to be, like, a, you know, like a caring person. It, it just, I don't know, it, it, like, it, it feels good. Um, maybe, maybe it doesn't feel good for everybody, but I actually think that's just a fundamental part of human nature that, like, you know, I've, I've told, told myself for so long, oh, hard work doesn't feel good. Like, doing the right thing doesn't feel good. Only self-destruction feels good. But actually, self-destruction kind of, I mean, it feels good in a way, but it also feels really bad. Mm. And, f- like, I don't know, building things and building other people up feels good in a, in a whole other way that mm. feels more real. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I think that is... <laughs> If I had any advice to give around this, it would be like um, if you find yourself in that like deep hole of depression and anxiety and like self-examination like mm-hmm. or constant self-hate, uh, try just start working for other people. Yeah. Start doing as much as you can for the people around you and giving support. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because it's insane how much it changes how you feel. It does. And it's a stepping stone to doing to caring for yourself like it's I'm, I'm just really starting to learn how to like care for myself and be good to myself but I learned how to do it by learning how to love and care for other people mm-hmm. um, wow so I don't know yeah it's like life experience you know you can you can change you can grow you can do new stuff yeah what a concept yeah do you, do you want to play another song yeah um I actually can I um can I play a cover Is yeah it? of course okay um, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Like, I, I have a big appreciation for covers because yeah, I think too. it really, like, it helps people figure out their own style by covering others. And it shows your love and appreciation of other artists. Mm-hmm. And you've, like, reworked it in your own way. Yeah, like, it's it's so satisfying, like, breaking a song down and then building it back up as your song in right. a sense. Like, yeah. and, uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real skill. Like, I feel like people sort of, I don't know if the people really, like, denigrate covers. I think most artists who are, know what they're talking about think 
covering stuff at least occasionally is really important and that like develop like doing lots of covers at least early on is really important to developing like as an artist like for exactly the reasons you said like it Mm. helps you figure out what you want to do so the song that i was gonna do is (laughs) by the smiths and it's there is a light that never goes out Mm. and the original is kind of like a 80s sort of i don't even know what how you describe it it was it was like a very very depressing pop song um and i've always liked this song because first of all i just really liked it because like i was introduced to it when i was younger and i didn't know anything about it like just for my dad and it's it was just a good song um but then as i sort of started like coming out and realizing like oh i'm like i'm not straight i'm 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 not cis like i'm 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 a big fat queer um like it's i i kind of like reread the lyrics and i was like oh this is about this is about like being gay and having this fatalistic sense of your own future, but also being really glad to be with the person you're with in the moment, mm. even if you can't, even if, you know, so it's, 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 it's really like, I, I really like covering this and I've never played it at a show, but I really want to cover it because it's sort of like a, like a, like a secret queer song, like queer song in mm-hmm. disguise. Right. Um, and my, the way I do it is more, almost like pop punk instead of like sort of Morrissey wailing with synthesizers in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Um. Come at last, but 
that a strange fear gripped me and I just couldn't ask. Take me out tonight. Oh, take me anywhere, don't care, don't care. Driving in your car, and I never, never want to go home because it's not my home, it's their home, and welcome no more. Cheers. I realized after I did it that this is a common problem, but I think I, I played in the wrong key. I have a vague memory of like, okay, the cable goes on here and I'm playing in like G, but like that was kind of out of my range. And then Oh, I couldn't tell. It sounded great. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Um, I feel like almost every uh, Morrissey or Smith songs end on that like really dissonant tone, like that ringing out. I, again, I'm really glad that, that you're like seeing this as like an intentional part of the product because I just, I just like my hand did something weird and it like and it like sounded bad and I was like oh how can I save that so I like I think this is part of what you were talking about of like you it's impossible to be anything but yourself to represent yourself and and yeah big part of like performing has been accepting like oh I gotta there's gonna be warts you know there's gonna be mistakes Mm. and uh I have to roll with them I feel like I've learned that partly from like acting because like when I was in when I was in high school I was sort of like a drama kid um and I I was in like musicals and stuff and that was kind of how I got comfortable performing and like being sort of a flamboyant presence on on stage is you know musical theater um uh and and that also taught me that like yeah like the show must go on like you can't you can't flub a line and then like turn to the audience and be like, "Oh shit, sorry guys, I fucked it up." Like I just, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't be keeping the swearing to a minimum, but <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's you gotta just go with it. Um, yeah. How are you feeling? Do you want to do one more? Or should we go to a track so we can take a little breather? Or um, oh my god, is it already? It's, it's getting close. We got ten minutes left. Oh, Time is flying by. <laughs> Um, I might want to do another couple songs if that's cool. Yeah, totally. we've done, We have done a lot of talking, um, and there's maybe a few more that I want to put in there. Uh, yeah, I haven't really been keeping track of the time. Um, but, uh, 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do, oh man. Um, I guess I, sh- I guess probably the, the, the right thing quote unquote to do is, is, is fill the remaining time with like originals to like showcase, uh, what I do. I mean, I'd love to hear them, but again, you can do whatever you want. Um, okay. I'm going to do another couple originals. I I guess maybe I don't think we're gonna have time for three. Maybe three. I don't know. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll do two originals, and if, if there's like three minutes left, I'll try to wedge a cover in there. I don't know. Cool. Um, or I don't know. It's your it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead. We'll see what we get through. Uh, again, you're listening to Kathy Schultz on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, I just wanted to. Uh, Remind our listeners that this episode is brought to you by golf courses. Oh. Come for the land displacement and stay for the exclusivity. Golf Every- courses. Gotta love them. Oh, yeah. They're great. <laughs> is that a regular part of the show where you're like, the show this is brought to you by like this it, concept? If I remember, I try to uh, make up an ad for every show. <laughs> nice. I, I, I love that. Um, huh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do... Um, there's there's an original that's kind of heavy, and then one that's kind of not heavy and is more kind of a feel good song. Mm. Um, the one the the do the heavy one first. It's kind of really personal, and uh, I was debating whether I want to play it on the radio. But um, the 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 reason I ended up here was I was I I played that show. I played a, that song at a show, and the Miles like uh, put a clip of that song on his Instagram and was like, I saw some real rock music. I was just so <laughs> flattered. Like what? I'm making real rock music according to this person. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, so, um, and it's also just a fun song to play because it is really personal. And even though it's scary, like it's fun to like scream about your own trauma and like bad experiences. Mm-hmm. So um, it doesn't exactly have a name, but it's sort of just because people have kind of, are referring to it as this. I've been calling it the vacation song. Um, Cool. While my body went to Disney World I was pacing circles inside my mind And when you told me that you were switching schools I couldn't help but feel like you were leaving me behind Trapped in a cabin on Hornby. 
island for 14 days And all that time I believed I was borderline Cause you said so And we were never peaceful We were fighting always You were there, so every day was okay But every night I inevitably screamed and cried And when you told me that you would rather sleep alone It was nothing but from the way I reacted You would thought that I had died time I believed I was a monster and nobody would ever love me even if they were paid and my teacher said oh Kathy we know you're being bullied if it's any consolation you're pretty damn smart but when all anybody seems to care about is your brain it's so incredibly easy To forget you have a heart To forget you have a heart That was that was scary. That's a weird song to perform, and I might, I might still mm-hmm. like. I've, I've t- tweaked it, obviously, and I might tweak the last verse because I decided, for whatever reason, to anachronistically include the name that I chose for myself mm-hmm. uh, when I'm talking about experiences in elementary school where that name was not my name. Yeah, right, people yeah. call me something else, but I was like, do I really want to dead name myself in this song? Yeah, and yeah. also, my dead name is one syllable, whereas Kathy is two. So, right. Um, anyway, uh, do we have time for one more? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Um, oh, my God. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Okay, cool. I'm just, I'm just going to go for it. Sweet. Oh, my God. I wish I'd used my time a little more wisely. I'm just, thankfully, this is a really short song. Oh, um, I'm really grateful for you just being here and being yourself. <laughs> this is great. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. This is my first time ever on the radio. I was really, really scared about this, but I, I feel really oh, good about it. Okay, uh, this is this is a really goofy song, uh, but it's also about being trans, I guess. I don't know. It's trans content of some sort. It's called Jesus Was a Trans Girl. Nice. Jesus was a trans girl, this I know. For the Holy Bible tells me so She had such great She had 
Oh my god. She had such long hair and a great big beard. And everyone around her thought that she was weird. Yeah, Jesus was a communist, this I believe. Because of the wisdom that I did receive. She was popping up bread everywhere she went. And people believed she was heaven sent far from it. Jesus was just really clever. Maybe she'll come back. I say better late than never. <laughs> nice. That ended more suddenly than I thought. <laughs> it's a short one. I might, I might add more to it. But that was great. <laughs> there were songs that I, I, I wished I could have got to, but didn't. So um, shameless self-promote. Um, Go like my Facebook page. It's uh, Kitty Prozac, like Kitty, like a cat, and then Prozac, like the med. And if you go like that page or follow it or whatever, you'll find out about all my upcoming shows, and I will play nice. more originals that you didn't hear. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to have you back sometime, too. Oh, my we gosh. We can make I that happen. love that. <laughs> um, Kathy, thank you again for being here. Thank, thank you for you. playing. It, 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 was, it was a joy and an honor, and I would gladly do it again. Great. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Noise Complaint, and thanks to Kathy for joining us in studio. Follow Kathy on Instagram at Kathy the Brave. Catch us next week with a performance from Sai. Sai. <laughs> <laughs>